You're listening to the Joy Farmer Podcast, Episode 3. If you want to experience more joy in your everyday, create space to grow and raise all of your farm dreams, and fully honor who you are and what you value, then this podcast is exactly where you want to be. I'm Bev Ross, and I cultivate joy on my farm in the most surprising of places, and I can help you do the same. Welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Bev Ross, and today we're going to talk about your future self and creating joy for them. So if your future self is a new concept, basically it's just future you, because the future is coming every minute and every day, and we have to decide how we want to show up for that future. And we can cognizantly change our future self's trajectory through the actions we take or don't take today. And through an exercise that we're going to do this episode, we're going to have just a small things that we can do to start working on that future self that we want to be. So this episode was actually inspired by a post that a friend of mine shared on social media. They had written, how do I become a farmer? Like, do I need to apply anywhere or do I just start digging? And it kind of made me realize that many of you might be asking yourselves a similar question about being a joy farmer. Like, Is there a milestone or a test that you have to pass before you can call yourself that? And my answer to my friend's question was to become a farmer, you just start digging. Because in order to become the person you want to be in the future, you just literally be that person. And be sure to put some seeds in those holes you dig because that's what a farmer would do. Farming is a verb. And joy farming is also a verb. So in order to be a joy farmer, you just have to be taking the necessary steps that you want to take to actually be that person. And I know that you've heard the saying, you reap what you sow. And I feel super confident that if you sow and cultivate joy today, you'll have more of it in the future. And thanks to succession planting, eventually you'll be sowing and harvesting daily if you aren't doing that already. (laughs) So now we need to discover what being a joy farmer means to you, because what it means to you is going to be different than what it means to me. And that's totally fine. We all have different things that we dream of and that we're focused on and that are our priorities. So there is no one way to be a joy farmer. A great place to start with this is by thinking about who you want to be in the future while you're joy farming, because this person is different than who you are now. They are your future self. And a friend and mentor of mine says that if you want something you haven't had before, you need to do things you've never done before. So what we're going to do today is start thinking about who future you is and what you can be doing now to become them. 
Because one of the things that I do want you to know is that our future selves are fluid and they are constantly evolving. For example, I'm not the same person that I was 20 or 10 or 5 or even a year ago. I mean, some things about me have remained the same, but because I'm constantly learning and growing, I do things differently now than I would have in the past. And the same is true for you. My attitudes, my thoughts, my beliefs, they've all changed thanks to that learning and growing. And all of those things combined actually change how I identify myself as a person and the things that I value. But one thing that you should know is that thanks to the things that we do today or don't do, our future selves are going to be completely different people from who we are now. And I know that can sound just like a little strange or maybe even a little mind-blowing, but it's not meant to be anything that's like super crazy or out there. I mean, we all know that actions are what we take to make change. So that's basically what we're working on. To start, get a piece of paper and a pen. Unless you're driving or doing something where you can't pause or write. Maybe you're in the tractor. (laughs) So if that's you right now, just listen. Think about what we're going to talk about and come back to this part of the episode later when you're ready. Because what we're going to do is a short and easy vision exercise. I want you to picture yourself as the ideal joy farmer that you want to be. Don't get caught up on how you're going to become this person just yet. I just want you to use your imagination. And if you want, you can let this guy be the limit. But be honest with yourself about what you truly want your life to look like. So the first thing that you're going to write down is what does a normal day look like for you? Just an average day. Nothing fancy. Don't get too caught up on it being a Tuesday and, you know, track meet day or a Friday or maybe even harvest season. Just think of a day, a regular old day. And write out the things that you do in that day. You can be as detailed or as brief as you want, but just write a description of that day. Next, I want you to write out what you sound like. When you talk, are you confident or maybe you're friendlier or more outgoing Or maybe you're more knowledgeable about a certain subject. And the last thing I want you to write down is, how do you feel? Do you feel happy or content or maybe relaxed or optimistic? Or maybe you want to write down joyful. That's okay, too. (laughs) Just think about how you want your future self to feel as you're moving throughout your day. Now, if you need a little help with where to get started on this exercise, I'll give you my things that I wrote down when I did this. So what does my ideal day look like? I start my day at 6 a.m. and I take care of the animals. I get coffee and do my morning ritual. I work at my desk in my office at home. And... I take a break just to enjoy my farm and have a real lunch midday. 
I stop work when it's time to pick Aurora up from school mid-afternoon. And after that, I spend my time harvesting and prepping food and flowers that I've grown for market. Evenings are spent with my kids at their activities or working on a farm project. I do my evening ritual, take a bath with a cup of tea, and I'm asleep by 10 p.m. I know I didn't get too crazy with the sky's the limit, but that truly is the type of day that I want an average day to be like. And what do I sound like? I sound confident. That's something that I'm always working on for myself. And I sound more outgoing and friendlier to new people. I'm an introvert, so sometimes I can come off as not friendly or shy, and that's not something that I want to portray to new people when I meet them. And something else I want to do when I talk is I want to speak up against things that are wrong when I see them. And I also want to use kind words to myself and the people around me, especially my kids and my partner. And I really pay attention to the tone of my voice. I don't know if anyone else has struggles with that, but sometimes I just end up, you know, snapping back or sounding annoyed when I don't necessarily really feel that way. So it's a bad habit of mine that I'm trying to break. So that's why I put that in my how I want my future self to sound like. And how do I feel? I feel satisfied. Like I'm not constantly chasing the next thing. I feel more relaxed. I feel happy. And I'm up for adventure. Sometimes when I get really busy, I end up finding myself having anxiety about doing new things or trying new things. And so I would really like those feelings to go away. And I want to be more adventurous. So that is why adventurous is one of the things that I want to feel like. So once you're done with your list, I want you to look at each category and think about what your current reality is or who you're typically being. And how does it compare? Do you feel like you're close? Maybe you can see that you just need to make a bit of tweaking to be closer to the person that you want to be. Or perhaps you're looking at the difference and thinking that you're never going to get there. But my friend, I want you to know that you will. No matter how wide or small the gap is, one of the things we're going to do on this podcast is continue to try to bridge it. Because here's the thing about becoming our future selves. There's always going to be a new gap and a new bridge to build because we're constantly growing and that's okay. So don't worry about it whatsoever if you see that gap is like a huge gorge. No big deal. You got this. One of the things I want you to know about bridging these gaps is small actions add up over time. And that's all we really need to bring about real change in our lives. Because like I've already told you in my description of who I want to be, I'm not always that future person that I really want to be. But I don't chastise or punish myself in those moments. I recognize them. I acknowledge them especially when the person I was being did real harm to another person and I move forward and I want you to do the same. So regardless of what your list says and how big the gap looks, 
here is how we're going to make change. So by our daily actions, we are either working towards or against that vision of our future selves that we have. So starting today, I want you to be aware of what you're doing throughout the day, especially those small, seemingly insignificant actions and how they might be impacting your progress towards that vision of your future self that you have. And here is a small example of how I've been able to apply this concept to my own life. And you can use this to create your small actions that you want to do to work towards your future self. So one of the things that I said in my vision for my future self is that I use kind words towards myself and the people around me, especially my kids and my partner, and I pay attention to my tone of voice. So I thought to myself, what is something that seems to happen often that stops me from being this person? And one of the things that immediately came up for me was the dirty dishes. I know every house creates dirty dishes. (laughs) But in my house, there were so many. Like, why did that banana need a plate? How did four people use 87 dishes today? I have no idea. But anyways, it happens. What was happening every day was when it was time for me to cook dinner, the sink and the counters were just covered in dirty dishes. And a lot of the things that I really needed to prep the meal were dirty, which obviously made me kind of mad. And what would happen is I wouldn't just cook dinner. I would like make dinner angry. (laughs) I'd be mad. I'd be annoyed. I'd be busy because I was trying to cook and clean up at the same time. Or I had to do a bunch of cleaning before I could even start cooking. So then, you know, dinner started 20 or 30 minutes later. And because I was making dinner mad, I wasn't like making meals with love, which is one of the things that we want to do if we're going to take the time to create a meal for our families. So by the time I was done with dinner, making it angry, (laughs) I had a really bad mood by the time we sat down to eat, which really affected how I interacted with my family. And because I had been cooking and cleaning up an old mess while I was cooking dinner, I couldn't work on cleaning as I went, which just left another mess after dinner to clean up. And that's something that my partner handles for our family. So after dinner, he was spending an hour to an hour and a half cleaning the kitchen after the kids went to bed, which meant that we weren't getting to have our relaxing evening time together. And that meant that everyone was losing and not in the greatest mood. So we thought about how we could fix it. What we did was we taught the kids how to load the dishwasher and we made a zero dirty dishes in the sink rule even for the adults. And I know that sounds like that might be a little tough to implement, but I'll give you some tips. Don't worry if you decide that this is the thing that you want to give a try in your family too. (laughs) So currently, there's almost never any dirty dishes in the sink. Dinner is made with love again, and no one in the house has to spend an entire evening cleaning, you know, every night. I know that that sounds a little too simplified, but... I want to let you know that it did take everyone a bit to get into that habit. And situations still arise where it's not always possible to have an empty sink of dishes. For example, while I'm recording this, there are dishes in the sink, but it's because the dishwasher is full of clean dishes and it's one of the kids' jobs to unload it. So 
As soon as he unloads it, he'll load the dirty ones and we'll be back to empty sink again, which will make me happy. But just making these small steps and the small change, making dinner angry isn't something that happens on a regular basis, which is something that I had really wanted to work towards. And this is progress, not perfection. So, you know, sometimes I am still stressed while I make dinner, but it's okay. I just remember that that's not the person I want to be. Take a few deep breaths and, you know, if I can't get through it, I forgive myself for it later. So it's okay. One other thing I want you to know about this is that having this no dishes in the sink rule actually didn't just stop there. That small change has impacted other future situations. Like, thanks to this rule, I don't leave dirty baby goat bottles in the sink. So I automatically rinse and wash them and put them in the drainer after I use them. That means that my future self is not scrambling to wash them or find clean ones when it's feeding time. 6am Bev really loves this because no one wants to do dishes before coffee. And having everything set up ahead of time, I can make bottles and be in a good mood and feel less stressed while I go out there and feed the baby goats, which means that I enjoy them more. When I enjoy them more, I also get to spend more time with them because I'm not feeling rushed to get back in the house. And by spending more time with them, I have the opportunity to evaluate them and make sure that they're growing healthy and strong, which all just kind of snowballs into this really great thing where one small change has just kind of created an avalanche of future small changes. And it didn't even take that much work to get there. So your homework today, yes, I'm going to give you homework. Don't worry. The Joy Farmer podcast won't always give you homework, but your homework today is to pick one area of your life that you know is causing you to not be your ideal future self and do something to change it. Something small. Don't go too crazy. I mean, if you have the energy to change something big, absolutely. Give it a try. But if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by this idea... Starting small is a great place to do it. So before we end today's episode, I want to let you know that having a huge difference between who you are being now and who you want to be is not a bad thing, and it doesn't make you a bad person. The truth is, you're worthy of feeling content, whole, and good, just as the person you are today. But if you have goals, dreams, and plans that take you beyond where you are now, this exercise and the homework is a good first step towards being that future person that you really want to be. So I hope this episode was helpful. I've really enjoyed thinking about the things that I can do myself to slowly work towards that future person that I shared and that I imagine in my head. And I hope that this does the same for you. So I would love it if you followed me over at Joy Farmer Podcast over on Instagram and tell me what you decide to do, what small change you make to work towards that future self. I think that together we can give each other some ideas because, you know, our lives are all incredibly different, but there are some things that remain true for everyone. Like everyone creates dishes and everyone has to eat dinner. So And I'm sure that you have an example of something like that in your life that could be helpful to me or 
anyone else that's in the Joy Farmer community. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you spending some part of your day with me. And until next time, farm what brings joy. Thanks for listening to the Joy Farmer podcast. You can find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes over at joyfarmerpodcast.com. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at joyfarmerpodcast.